24 minutes before 5 o'clock. A very good morning to you and welcome to Sound Awake. My name is Kenya Makubane. We're together up until the top of the hour. We've been here since 3 a.m. this morning. This morning we're chatting to Ndombe Ntle Katwane. She is the founder of Afrobotanics Hair Care Range. And she chats to us about what sets her hair care range apart. It is really about natural hair care and some of the plans that she has for her brand. Ndombe thank you so much for being with us. Hi, thank you for having me. All right, how are you feeling this morning? I'm feeling great. <laughs> I know it's early. <laughs> I know it's early. <clears throat> Sissy, tell us more about your get up and go. Every day we ask, you know, a number of influential uh, South Africans doing great things with their lives. What gets their day started? What's your daily morning routine? Um, so I usually wake up at 530 and I do um, mind power exercises. Um, and then I gym for about an hour. I just started gym like two months ago, so I do it for an hour, come back, pick up the kids, take them to school, come back, shower, and hit my day. All right, Domedla, I'm just going to ask you just to reposition yourself so that we can hear you clearly. You're just uh, sounding a little bit muffled uh, right now, and we'd love to, okay. to hear you Sorry. loud and clear. All right, I think um, I've heard you shuffling there, so I think you are in a better position. You founded Afrobotanics. Talk to us about what inspired you to start this hair care range. Afrobotanics, um, well, it's something I was inspired by my grandmother. Um, I had been working in government for like eight years, and I was bored, and I wanted to, to go into business, but I wanted something really big. To do. I didn't want to start like a boutique or a hair salon. Um, and I was visiting my grandmother and she asked me to help her prepare for the next day because the pastor was coming, or the father actually, was coming to visit her um, for weekly prayers. Um, and she asked me to do her hair. I'd never seen my grandmother's hair in all the years I'd been visiting her because, as you know, Abokoko always have their hair covered in Dugu. Yes. Um, so she took out she took off her dugu and she had this amazingly soft, you know, afro, like huge soft afro. And I was like, how, Gogo? Why is it soft? Did you, like, um, do you blow up? What is it? What's she doing to your hair, you know? And she's like, no, nothing like that. She'd never do anything like that. Mm. Um, and she's like, she was, she uses what her mother taught her and what her grandmother taught her mother. And that is, use natural botanical ingredients around um, to mix and put in her hair. So she like taught me how she mixes um, aloe vera gel with marula oil and other herbs to really soften her hair. Um, so she washed it and now one of her hair shrinks and gets really hard like mine does and mm. it's soft after applying the DIY mixture. And I must say that my grandmother was a traditional um medicinal healer, you know, so she knew from her, she learned from a young age how to do indies, you know, so like um, it wasn't something surprising that she knows how to mix these things. Um, so I went back home and after a few months I also decided to cut my hair, remove the relaxer I have and try out what my grandmother had taught me. Um, it worked because I've really got really caught, caught hair. I've never been able to wear my hair natural. Mm. 
but my hair is also thin. Um, so when I have it relaxed, my hair gets really even more thin. It doesn't look nice. Doesn't look healthy. So when I used her mixture, my hair was really nice and soft and shiny, and it looks it was fuller. Um, I tried the DIY thing, mixing for a few weeks, and I was like, I I don't want to do this, like, because then. The mixture doesn't last long, and you know you have to put it in the fridge, and because it doesn't have preservatives, it goes off. I didn't want to be mixing and looking for aloe vera leaves every other week, um, so I decided to look around to check what's on the shelf, yeah. if there was anything like that, and there wasn't. Um, I googled and I saw within America they do have such you know natural products for natural hair. Um, at first, I thought, wow, okay, this is an idea I've been looking for. Maybe I should bring in products from the state. But when I look at it, um, by the time the products get here, it'd be too expensive. Um, even I wouldn't want to pay 200 rand a product. Um, so I thought, hey, why don't I do the manufacturing of this? Um, so I researched and I found a, a formulator and a, uh, who was willing to work with a small company and produce small batches. Mm. So I told her exactly what ingredients I wanted to use, what I want product to do to my hair and yeah. it took us about a year formulating and testing and eventually we were able to come out with um, 11 products um, ready to hit the market. Tell us more about your product range because I see currently you are available in over 600 uh, of our top retail stores but not just in the country but also in other eight African countries so there definitely is a demand. Tell us about your product range. So our product range now we've got Currently, we have like 27 products on shelves. Um, range, so we have natural products for natural hair for adults. Um, we have um, 11 products for adults for natural hair. Then we've got a range that is that, that's exclusively for kids, um, and that is five products for natural hair for kids. And then we now have um, 11 products which are natural products for relaxed hair because in as much as I realize that I am pushing the natural hair agenda, um, there's still a huge part of our population that will that still have relaxed hair. Mm. So why not give them quality products, um, natural products? Um, so I have 11 products now for relaxed hair. Now, and mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, I'm just about to launch um, another 11 products, body products, natural products for the body. Oh yes, so we, we love those. Now to body care, um, not just hair care. I love that. I love that. And I see you've also had a brand ambassador like Pearl Tusi also being a, a face of your product. Do you think that you know Pearl always wears her natural afro and it's huge and everybody knows it? You know, do, do you think that it has certainly done good for you know for the brand? Oh yeah, the partnership with Pearl has been very good for us because. At the time I approached Pearl, it was um, I didn't even have a marketing budget. Um, so her being able to speak about um, African botanics products to her more than two million followers on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram has really, really stood us in um, great stead. It really helped push the agenda. Let's get into other aspects of your life and Don Bentley. It is Inspiration Mondays. And, you know, we just want to inspire our listeners as well. You know, just listening to your own life story and your own journey. You know, you've been recognized, you know, in your field you are or, you know, 
Mail and Guardians, uh, 200 Young South Africans 2015, also Forbes Most Promising Young Entrepreneurs in Africa 2016. You've been recognized extensively. Um, for you, I mean, was that sort of like a stamp of approval that you made the right choice when, you know, you decided to follow your passions? And, you know, entrepreneurship is so, so hard. Yep. You know, I was, um, uh, I've just come back from an Africa Innovation Summit in Kigali last week, and I was speaking to some entrepreneurs, and the one guy, he was like, you know, entrepreneurship is like an ultra marathon, not like a marathon. You know how they, everyone is always like, life is a marathon, run at your own pace, own lane. Entrepreneurship is like an ultra marathon, because an ultra marathon, like the Comrade Marathon, it's not just about physical endurance. It now becomes about mental and emotional endurance. Um, so getting recognized along the way makes me stop and look up and say, okay, so I'm doing something right. Um, because, you know, we're living in a continent, like, it's so hard to do business here. Like, even to find money to do fa- to fund a business, my manufacturing business is hard. Mm. Even a lot of the venture capitalists, um, people who should be investing in businesses, are preferring now to invest in, they want the next Facebook, the next um, Amazon, the next Google. They're looking for tech um, businesses to invest in. They're not looking for uh, manufacturing businesses to invest in. Last week, I was speaking to my bank manager. I was like, I need money to buy a manufacturing machine. And she's like, yeah, you know, if you're looking to buy a, a a car to be easier than us funding you to buy machines because right. buying specialist machines is difficult for us to sell in the future. So that's why we don't want to invest in machines. So it's just really hard. So being able to um, just being recognized and getting that, um, hey, pat on the back, you're doing a good job, it really does make you feel better and make you give you that push to keep on going. Now, you are a mom of three. You've got a daughter, Uno Antla, who's 23, Asante, four, and Zuri, two. And you had your first daughter at 16, and you say that you're also an advocate on teenage uh, pregnancy, and you consider yourself an activist involved in advocating for quality early childhood education. Tell us more about your children's publishing company, Bala Africa. Oh, I thought Bala Africa actually before I started Afrobotanics. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really because... Um, when I was raising my teenage daughter, who might, well, at the time she was a teenager, um, I was tired of, being, of reading books to her that I read in primary school, which I was Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, um, and her only being able to watch a bit Barbie on TV, Barbie um, dolls. I just felt like it wasn't affirming who she is. Um, like, soon my daughter wanted to have an English name. She didn't want to be Uno Antes. She wanted to be Brooklyn. She wanted weaves by the time she was in high school. Like, she just wasn't a proud, brown-skinned child. And I felt like the first problem was that all the media that she's exposed to, books, movies, um, TV programming, all that media is too white. And you need to have um, more diversity in it. So I thought, let me start with something that I know I can do well, which is writing kiddie books. So we have um, a range of a series, um, two series. Um, one series has 30 titles, the other has 10 titles, where it's um, modern stories, just that they have brown skin characters in it. So those books have been a huge hit amongst kids, um, and 
only this year I've decided to swivel and focus on it and really start pushing it and getting into stores as well. Wonderful. And what? how would you encourage somebody who's feeling defeated and is not looking forward to starting their day? Wow. Like, I guess the thing is I'm really inspired by, by my business and the things that I do every day. I, you have to at first find and do that which you love that inspires you. And if you're not doing it currently, like whether it's a job you're not really in, you know, inspired by or interested in, then start working on a plan to move to the job or start the business that you want to start. Um, that will get you inside. Like every day, you know, I can't wait because I know I've got something major to do to contribute to moving my business to the next level. Um, and, you know, also I think what pushes me is that I know that everything in my businesses that I do is contributing to a better Africa. Mm. Um, so when you have something more purposeful and more impactful in your life, like if you know that your life is making a huge difference somehow, you know, you are inspired to keep, you know, to get up and get going. So you need to find a way to get yourself impactful. So even if you're not in a job that really inspires you, then find a charity to get involved in that really makes you feel like you're important and making an impact. Um, that's what gives us purpose in life. If you find purpose, then the what gives you that push and inspiration to get going the next every single day. Perfect. Thank you so, so much for joining us and just chatting to us about your inspirational journey and all the best as you continue to grow and develop your brand, Afrobotanics. I'm certainly going to look out for them. And, you know, I'm, I'm a natural girl, so I, I keep it natural, you know, so I'm always looking for the best new product out there. So I'm definitely going to give Afrobotanics a try. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Tanya. And please do give Afrobotanics a try. <laughs> Love Have a good day. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. It's 10 minutes before 5 o'clock, and that was Ndombentle Katwane. She is the CEO and founder of Afrobotanics, a natural hair care and body care manufacturer selling its flagship natural hair care range at retail stores around the country and in eight other African countries. 10 before 5 o'clock, here's the sounds of Tavares with Heaven, Silo Green with Forget You, and straight after that, this new day.